0: Welcome to Elevate Mind Music and Business Podcast. On this show, I talk about tips and advice on elevating your music career, building a business and activating the right mindset. I'm Antonia K. Moore, music business strategist and mindset mentor. where I work with artists in developing and elevating their music career. And I also work with entrepreneurs in helping them to build an online business. Enjoy. And now on with the show. Thanks for tuning into today's podcast and joining me is Robert Cordor from Arizona and he's only 24 years of age yet he is an actor he's a videographer he's a photographer and now he's just started a brand new clothing label as well which is inspired for people with mental health check out this podcast and get some inspiration for his motivation as an entrepreneur so hi Robert, thank you so much for joining me all the way from Arizona and um, so pretty much you are a uh, photographer, uh, an actor, an all-round artist and more recently as well you, you were telling me just there that you're after now getting involved in fashion also. So why don't you kind of uh, bring it all back and, and you're only 23, is that correct?
1: 24. Now.
0: 24 now, oh my god, yeah. a huge difference. So there's so much going on. It seems like that you are an amazing artist, you know, man of all traits. So why don't you kind of tell us how you got started in this? And yeah, just go for it, tell us more.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate your time and thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate yeah. it. Um. Yeah, to take it back, honestly, this started when I got into the arts. I guess it started when I picked up like my first point-and-shoot camera and that was like when I was, I think I'd say 15, 15 years old. And um, the reason I got into photography was I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Tumblr back in the days. Yeah, uh, really, really big. And me and my friends were just on it, and we would just take pictures. We were really into like fashion at the time, and all of the trendy, all the trendy outfits, and what was in um, all that stuff. And we needed like a good camera. We didn't really have like money for it, but I had one. My mom had like a point-and-shoot camera laying around, so I kind of picked that up and used that to to my advantage and um kind of just shot with it i didn't really think of it much of the time i was just taking photos take and then the photos that we uploaded on tumblr kind of started getting a lot of traction um started getting a lot of reblogs, and people were just like finding them really cool cool so they thought they're really cool yeah that's kind of how all started and then i transitioned into video when there was this um there was this dance that got really big during the time. It was called The Jerk. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that dance. I
0: think I remember hearing something <laughs> about that faintly ages ago, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a while ago, and that became a pretty big trend as well, and uh, me and my friends actually got into it, and we were just got into dancing a little bit, and uh, we saw that people were uploading videos on YouTube with them dancing in, like, different areas, like, different locations, just, like, shooting stuff, having a good time, and recording it but we had no idea how to like work the camera. And the point of shoot camera that I did have at the time when I was shooting the the, uh, photography, um, it shot video too, not the best, but that's what we had. And um, that's how I got into, that's when I started getting into YouTube to kind of like, I learned myself, teach myself and be self-taught. And that's how I've always been. I've always been self-taught throughout, you know, pretty much the whole process of being in the arts and uh yeah that's how i transitioned to the video i, I was working in sony vegas that was like the first software i learned in editing and i think when i was editing it wasn't even like the full program i was like it was like the trial so like when, we're, when i was editing you could still see like the words on the screen on the video where it said like trial that's not okay like, not, but just the full full program but yeah that's how i learned and then i think that like when i was editing video i think that's when it kind of hit me where i was like well maybe like I can maybe create something out of this, you know, maybe I could create like a full- time company out of this um, so yeah, then then I then later like a couple days later or throughout that time i I had clients reach out to me like Facebook like back in the years, and then they would tell me if I if I was like if I specialize in like events or like stuff like that, like headshots or like any pretty much all categories of photography and like videography, and I was like, yeah even though I did it, like I didn't really have the experience, but I knew that I could teach myself and learn it. So I kind of just went in, I just kind of like paid lane in that and just kind of just worked on that as a side hustle. And then gradually started getting jobs, started working nine to five jobs where it, um, where I got to work in photography. So I used to work for a school photography vendor, a couple of them. And I learned a lot being at those jobs. And that was one, um, that was one thing that I wanted to do was go into these jobs and Taking as much knowledge as possible, being that I was self taught. So that was definitely, definitely a great pro, uh, a great upside. It was to work those jobs and then take as much knowledge and learn, learn studio lighting, strobe lighting, how to set up, uh, work with groups, um, how to shoot portraits, pretty much all, all the above, and then also get paid for it. So that was also a win. And yeah, after I think it was so a year and a half ago. I recently recently went full time, so I'm full time now, and I do photography and videography full time, and I do acting on the side now. And then now that I have more downtime, it it, it kind of helps me focus on other things that I've been putting on the back burner, such as working on a clothing line, and that's something that I've been working on as of recent. And yeah it's
0: a lot <laughs> so, strings to your bow that's incredible that's so so good uh and so yeah tell us a bit about the acting side of things how did you sort of like go from behind the camera to in front of the camera and like what's been you know what kind of projects have you worked on so far there
1: yeah yeah. so i started acting um well, i took theater back in high school and this was probably my sophomore year of high school and i had to take theater i wanted to get strictly into film but i had no experience so i needed the experience and plus, I was like a really timid kid at the time, and I was not an open kid. I was just quiet and I just a shy kid for the most part. Um, so I needed some experience for me to be on stage, to be able to work a crowd and like perform in front of a crowd. So I did theater. I took a couple of plays. I took about maybe like four plays. Um, I didn't do too much plays. And just so I could get experience. And then um, just so I could put that experience on a resume at least, and then submit to short films. And with short films locally like the colleges out here like NAU ASU um, the film art the film the film institutes like college students would have short films that they did for their for their classes so they would look for actors and of course this wasn't paid or anything it was just like you auditioned you get a job you get paid, you get you get meals you get meals provided of course and then you get the you get the cop you know copy of the credit of the of the film So yeah, I did that. I did a couple of short films, um, like throughout the process, and I got a lot of experience through that, that way I could put that on my resume. And I think it was my junior year of high school is when I got signed to an agent uh, in Scottsdale. And that's where it kind of paid the lane into working more commercial work. Um, So I did more commercial work, more print work, um, independent films. I did more commercial work just because Arizona is more known for print and commercial. there's not a lot of like huge motion picture films out here but i I gravitated towards commercial work and i've done stuff for like top top golf um oregano's uh just like like peter piper commercials like that and then independent films uh really cool independent films if um if you check on my imdb there's a couple films on there that are independent um i did get to I get. I did get to work on. Uh, this was a while back, actually. Um, when I started just getting into acting, I had the chance to go to Atlanta, and I did work as uh, a featured extra on uh, *Hunger Games*. Very familiar mm-hmm. with *Hunger Games*. Yeah, it was just extra work, but it was cool. I mean, it was a really cool experience. But yeah, as far as like as far as like films, the last film project that I worked on was called *Heart of a Priest*. Um, it's a very very interesting film actually it's about like the initiation of a cartel like bringing a cartel member into into the cartel um and it's basically uh, this kid has to uh, basically eat a heart of a good of a good person to you know to get to get into this uh, cartel to get into the cartel and it's a very interesting concept because he's like um, he's in conflict between between if he's a good person or if he's an evil person because the person he kinda brings the uh, the heart he eats is like a fr- a friend that he knows. But throughout throughout like the whole plot, like you start to realize like the guy that he brought was a really good person. But it's just a lot of conflict and it's a lot of like I think that film itself was a lot of less dialogue and more expression. So that was definitely one of like the most tougher films to work on just because your acting was just a soft facial and definitely the most probably the most emotional films i've, I've worked on as far as um, getting to that getting to that headspace of uh, you know self conflicted just holding back tears just the uh, anger built up it's 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 a lot it was a lot to take in i think that was like the first time i've ever felt like um, like like letting letting a character or letting the film take a toll on me because I had to be in that headspace for for a while, pretty much throughout the whole film. So that it was a good time and it was a really great time being able to work with like incredible like incredible actors and incredible crew that understood like where I had where where I had to be or what I had to do to be in that headspace. But yeah, that, that was my recent project, and I know it's pretty much completed. They're they're just submitting it to film festivals and they can't release it until. Uh, the festival run of course so hopefully hopefully it does really well we'll see what happens So
0: oh, yeah so the, the the film that you were just talking about like where you to kind of get into like the emotional like, expression and you know really kind of tap yourself out emotionally at your yeah. emotional capacity that's the same film that you were just mentioning there with the cartel yeah
1: yeah that's okay that's what's my...
0: the name of that movie
1: it's called heart of a priest
0: heart of a priest okay so we should uh Keep an keep an eye out for that, and it's going to be submitted to all the film festivals fairly soon. That's a short film or feature length, as you mentioned. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a short. So it's about I'd say how, how short it was about like 20, 25 minutes. Um, yeah. They do want to eventually make it into a feature. Uh, they, they just want to see how it does in the festival, like throughout the festival run. So yeah. if it does well, if it gets picked up, and it gets uh, you know it gets you know. I will see what happens.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like I like the the storyline. So <laughs> I must definitely yep. keep an eye out for that and you must keep me updated on it as well. But uh, I suppose then just kind of keeping in the the acting for now, like the how did you as you said that you weren't trained and you just literally kind of started applying to uh, you know, short films and in student films and things like that. And then this really kind of stretched you completely like to your as I said, emotional capacity. How did you do that? How did you find how did you tap into that space? You know, as a technically, you know, untrained actor, let's say. Yeah,
1: um, there's there's actually multiple ways to go about it. I've had people tell me to kind of like think of something. Um, Well, i've I've dealt with I've dealt with depression, so I know how that feels. Or I've dealt with uh, scenarios where I've I've had you know I've been heartbroken or sad or just like in complete misery. So I know how to tap into that headspace just because I've been through it. So when you've been through it, you kind of know how it feels so um there I used to I used to just think of things that would just kind of like put me and make me depressed but now I just know how to tap into it because I've just felt it like, like numerous times back in the past and I've dealt with it a lot that um it just it, it just became like an easy access for me so yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's just easy to tap in for me. So I would just meet for me honestly too. It's also a lot of breathing techniques. So um, if I'm I have to be alone, so that's something that I did when I was on set is I'd walk off away from everybody and just kind of be on my own. I'd be in my headspace. Sometimes I'd sit down, um, just take these uh, breathers in, and then I I I just tap into that. I just tap into like uh, being like just being sad just depressed
0: uh, ah yeah, and it's tough for me
1: to kind of explain it. It's
0: just like I, I get you, yeah. Well you're you're kind of basically like taking your emotions like from your own personal experience and expressing them then. Um yeah. but it must be really difficult to kind of go into those into those spaces. Well let's go on just tap into the depression because I mean I think that everybody, you know, I mean I'm sure like that somebody listening to this podcast probably, you know, have experienced depression at some point as well. I mean, do you have any sort of I mean how did you deal with that at the time when you were depressed and how did you come out of it?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely tough, and I feel like it's hard it's hard to control at a certain point. And I think that I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but it was tough for me back in the days. Um, but the best thing, honestly, for me that really worked out was kind of keeping myself occupied. Um, I know a lot of people who deal with depression who like to keep themselves trapped or enclosed in their rooms and keep it dark and that's just going to make it even worse, um, like, from, ex- from my experience, too, like, but what really helped was me just kind of keeping myself occupied, working on things that I enjoy doing as far as, like, my interests or my hobbies, my passions, and then um, being active, too. One of the biggest things was, for me, is, like, being active and moving my body, whether that was me going for a walk, going for a run, or just, um, you know, hitting the bag or just, like, just lifting weights, anything of that sort, because um, it's just a good balance with you mentally as far as, like, it's, it's a release, too. It's a stress reliever. Like, if you have anger built up, uh, it's, it's just a really great reliever. And then uh, that's one of my biggest things. That's always something I recommend to people who battle with depression. I know at first it's going to be tough. That's something that you're not into. But if you could force yourself into just getting active and just um, – just kind of going through that feeling. And then I think once you do that and you turn that into a habit, it just, it, I think everything just kind of like works out in the long run, yeah. um, active, um, just being active. And then, uh, recently I just started, like I said, I, I got into meditation. I started doing like a 10, 10 minute guided meditation before bed. And that's something that's really helped me uh, for people who want to look into meditations. Um, there is an app. I forgot what it's by the what the name was. Tech um,
0: is one. There's a few. Yeah, yeah. No, meditation is really, really good. I mean, I would always recommend meditation to people. Sometimes, really over uh, exercise. Sometimes because exercise kind of does it for a, a period where you're releasing, but then you're back to that same position. Whether meditation yeah. is kind of more of a build of consistency, and it's something that like just does sort of clear your mind, and it's a whole different ball game. And I think that consistent meditation it's you're you're just going to have a whole new turnaround in your mind mentally as opposed to exercise where you're still in the same mindset and you're just kind of like physically releasing but let's get back to your projects um so, basically, you've got, like, the, the movie uh, A Priest Heart coming out pretty soon. And then, like, what are you doing now at the moment? Have you, are you kind of still, you know, with the lockdown and everything? Are you still submitting um, for roles with acting? Are you still doing photography in certain ways? And what are you doing right now at the minute?
1: Yeah, yeah. so, right now, yeah, definitely with COVID, it's definitely been a minor setback. This The past two months were probably like one of the slowest, like the slowest months ever. And I kind of... I kind of like, I figured that would happen. Uh, this month has been picking picking up. Things are getting slowly getting back to its routine. Um, like I said, I do photography and videography full time. So um, I do this full time, but like now this month, like I said, it's getting back to normal. Um, I do a lot of like real estate, real estate work, headshot work, portraits work. So lately it's been senior portraits, i uh, working on senior portraits, a lot of headshots for uh, business owners. Uh, Working on real estate, like walkthrough videos, uh, listing photos, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that, that I've been doing, and that's keeping me busy. As far as acting, um, I do. There hasn't been as much um, acting opportunities as of lately, um, just because COVID still is on like major. As far as especially for the acting industry, Um, but there has been on there has been like self taped auditions that I've been sending. So maybe throughout this whole COVID, like the past three months. Past two months, um, I've sent in maybe like three or four self tapes yeah. um, to certain projects, and there are commercials out there that are looking for in house like self tapes or even like in house commercials that you would just film with your phone and they would use that footage. So there are stuff like that, but as of, lately, it's been it's been a little slow for as far as acting. But um, I'm just thankful that. That my company and I, I'm still getting to work, and you know I'm still getting paid and making. business. You know, that's great. And uh, it
0: like as a, as an entrepreneur as well, like with your photography and, and uh, videography business, and like, how do you market yourself? Like, how do you find those clients?
1: To market, um, and yeah, that's one of the biggest things too that I've been focusing on as far as like, as far as this lockdown, it's just give. It's allowed me a lot of time to kind of just focus on things that I've been putting on the back burner, um, and. Some things that I've been working on, like creating a whole rate sheet with all my rates. That's something I never really had. It was just more so just conversations with my clients, like, "What are you looking for? This is how much it would be." Um, so I've been working on a lot of marketing material as far as content um, and how I market myself. I do market myself through Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Instagram is one of the biggest ones. Um, I just, I sometimes I run a few ads on certain photos that I feel like people are looking for right now. So. Sometimes I target certain real uh, real estate agents. Sometimes I target senior portraits, or people are looking for portraits, or like family sessions, maternity sessions, stuff like that. So Instagram definitely is my go-to. I run like I run like four different Instagram accounts right now, and that's like that itself is like a full-time job. Social is like a full-time job, Uh, and also Facebook. Facebook is also a place where I definitely market myself um as far as my personal page and as far as like on my business page i, I kind of market on both sides of the spectrum um but yeah i think what's really helped me has been instagram instagram has been like one of like probably like, the best marketing uh social media out- Like me. really,
0: really good and with the videography as well because like i mean i kind of work predominantly in the music industry um do you do music videos and have you shot any music videos and who you worked with
1: yeah, yeah and actually that's my that's my long term i want to be a music video director um, I have shot music videos. Last music video I shot was uh, last was actually a month and a half ago, and we shot like it was a it was a performance visual for an artist, and it was on house because of COVID. So we were like, hey, let's just get a little creative. Let's just shoot like a, mu- a performance visual in the house and see what we how creative we could get. I used some creative lighting. Um, we shot like on eight millimeter film, so it was like had this really cool aesthetic. And we released it, it did really well. But yeah, music videos is, is like, that is like my long, one of my long-term goals is to music video direct. I love being a creative director and just bringing like my concepts to life, especially in music and music videos, just because in music videos, I feel like you have more of a, um, you have more, uh, what's the word? Like, you just have like more and more creative control. It's just, it gets more creative rather than just being like a narrative film where there has to be like a specific uh, plot, which storyline throughout which also you can do music videos but I feel like music videos you get a little get a little weirder and a little bit more creative so that's something I really enjoy doing but yeah I do music videos and I love doing them um I did reach I did one about four or five it was like five months ago I was for this artist Red Coast and uh it did really well I think we're at like 300,000 views right now on the video yes So, yeah, he's doing actually really well. He's he's getting a lot of traction online, and he's killing it. And he's based out here in Arizona, and yeah, he's not working around. West Coast Grizz, oh, yeah.
0: Cool. And yeah, actually, might you might send me the link at uh, him afterwards, and I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes here as well. I can yeah. check that video. So, very yeah. cool. Very cool. And and so yeah, so go on and tell us about your your fashion line then. Like so. From you know photography to you know from real estate to like you know being a videographer for musicians and shooting music videos to your clothing line so yeah. what's sort of like the angle there and uh whats how would you get into that
1: yeah so i've I've always been into like fashion um in the fashion world mm. uh, not too not too deep but like i've always had a I've, i don't know've always had like a very good fun feeling for it for so recently i I recently just came up with the brand identity and the whole objective in the name itself. And I think this was about three weeks ago. And I'm actually wearing a mock-up right now, uh, a mock-up shirt, it's called Sincerely okay. Your Neighbor. That's the name of it, um, S-Y-N, Sincerely Your Neighbor. And basically the whole premise of it is, I do wanna to touch on mental health, especially towards uh, creatives like artists, just right. because yeah. like, artists are very, very intimate with their emotions and artists um, face a very great deal of rejection. Um, and it's just, I know a lot of artists like to um, tell their stories or like, like to um, vent through their art, but they never, I feel like a lot of us don't really like to communicate with one another. And that is one thing that I want to like, touch on throughout this clothing line and this is just the mock-up it's just the logo right here but eventually i do want to start throwing pieces on the shirt where it shows messages of mental health or like an artist's mind or like their ideas on the side Um, just kind of like spread messages so people could know like what we're going through what we face and like um um, just so people could as we're walking around people can see that on our shirts but I want it in, like in a scribbled format where it's just like, it's not, it's not perfect. You know what I mean? And yeah, and it also just touches on the community. I'm very big on community. I'm very big on um, working together rather than just working as one because I feel like working as a group and working as a team, you just get, you get so much more done and I feel like you elevate at a more higher capacity rather than just being a one one man team, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely want to focus on like community, your your neighbors, your neighbors, your peers, your friends, um, hence the name sincerely your neighbor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the premise of the whole line. So right now I got the mock-ups in. I have to I still have to like work on details and like work on other designs that I want to add on to them. And then once I get those done, I just, I'll create an online presence online, um, create some product photography, uh, shoot some editorial work for them and then, um, I already got the I've already got like the IG page, like the socials on, online. I just got I just need the content. so once I do that, create an online presence, I think, I think it'll do well. I just got.
0: Yeah, no, I think that is actually a really, really good idea. I think it's fantastic. yeah and I mean, so what is the website or what's the Instagram handle like where people can find the clothing once it's uploaded and where they can find you as well for music videos and whatnot?
1: Yeah, yeah. So for the clothing line, it's called Sincerely Your Neighbor. It's sincerely with one Y, just because someone already some somebody else took the name a while back and they don't even use it. So I'm trying to get the name. I've I've sent an email to Instagram. Hopefully, we get that. But right now, it's Sincerely Your Neighbor with one I. Um, and yeah, that's the clothing line. It's like I said, it's fairly new. Um, we're still working on getting content done for that. Um, as far as for my page, if you go on my Instagram. It's called it's Robert Cordero Jr. That's Robert C O and then Cordero C O R D E R O J R. That's where I post a lot of like my editorial and fashion work as far as like my music videos too. And then if you go on my bio, you'll see my other two accounts, which is like my personal and then I have my uh, media company page on there as well. Um, so if you just go to the bio, you'll see them there. Um, but yeah, I have like different
0: accounts that I'm like like, and tell me as well like so I mean obviously you're clearly very entrepreneurial what advice do you have for um you know be it like musicians because like I mean I work with musicians and what I actually try and do and the reason why I got onto it into it as well was that because it's already in the music industry but um because of the mental health in you know the you know the music industry music business and whatnot so i kind of like did nlp and i work with musicians with that and uh, hypnosis and things as well to kind of help them through with you know stage fright and confidence and whatnot yeah, but yeah so so many of them um they don't really kind of necessarily treat their uh, their music career as a business, which is kind of something I try and teach them and show them how to do as well. But for anybody else as well, musicians, you know, photographers, people that want to get into videography as well, or even have their own fashion label as an entrepreneur, like what advice would you give to anybody out there <laughs> that wants to do yeah. it? all?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people have this, um, distorted, like, I don't know view on entrepreneurship. I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people like to throw out this lifestyle of a glitz and glam lifestyle at a beach with the computer, uh, mm-hmm. that type of lifestyle. And I think a lot of people have to accept that that's not how it is. Okay. And yeah.
0: That,
1: and that's something I like to touch on too, and I like to speak on because um, when I got into this, I knew what I was getting into. I knew that I had to make a lot of sacrifice. I knew that if I left my nine to five, that I'd be working more hours than I was working on my nine to five. And this, I'm not, you know, working in my own, my own job, my own company, full time. Um, so it's, it's a lot, It's it's a lot of struggle and challenges. And I think a lot of people need to accept that. And like going into that like full throttle and it has to be, it has to be something like you are truly, truly passionate about. Like if you're not passionate about it, I feel like you will not do well. And if you're just in it for the money, it's it's I feel like it's just not gonna work out in the end. um you definitely have to have a passion and like be truly ambitious um and I think that's something i've I've noticed a lot of like small businesses like. I feel like just because like, I've had conversations like that where it's just like, oh it's I'm just like doing this for the money. like I just have this uh I just had like I, c- I can make a lot of money doing this. So I was like, all right, well well, good luck to you like we'll see what happens like we'll make it happen. but most of the times like i what I've seen is like it just flops or they're just they're just not happy doing it so they'll just kind of like give it up um so i think at the end of the day you just have to be like truly happy truly passionate about what you're doing about your craft and kind of just accepting um the lifestyle for what it is you know and um yeah just kind of like just oh, it's a lot of challenges and a lot of sacrifices and
0: we'll kind of know exactly what you want and then go all in and be in it for the long run Definitely, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, it's so true. make sure whatever it is as well, it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Well, it's so Robert. Thank you so much for joining me today in the podcast. And I uh, really, really enjoyed this chat. And send me the links and everything as well. And I'll put them in the show notes. Uh, and if anybody wants to reach out, I suppose, wants to give an email or what's the best way to, to get in contact?
1: Perfect. Perfect. We'll send an email to you right now or.
0: Yeah, do if, if someone wants to get onto you, do you have an email um, that you want to shout out?
1: Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. If you get my one of my emails is inquiries, so I N Q U I R I E S at Roberto R O B E R T O C O R D E R O J R, which is Roberto Cordero Junior. dot com. Um, yeah, inquiries at Roberto Cordero Junior. dot com. You could definitely email me there. Um, if you go to my website, dot com, you can also find my contact info on there as well. So Unreal. that works out. Yeah.
0: Cool. Listen, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll have you back maybe again sometime. Thanks. Yeah. Take care.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate your time.